everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 123. Today we are continuing our Francis Ford Coppola Corner, followed by a review of the new Robert Eggers film, The Northman. So without further ado, let's get into the Francis Ford Coppola Corner. Alright, so uh, continuing our France Four Couple Corner, we ended it last time with The Godfather, which was a um, pretty good movie from what I recall. So. Some would call it a masterpiece. I would be like, I agree. Yeah, it inspired uh, Nabil's Unabomber glasses that he's wearing today. So, moving into <laughs> it here, I just want to give you, as you guys know, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, we go into some history between the movies as we were following the uh, career of Francis Ford Coppola, starting from his early days all the way into present day. So, because um, we are the Francis Ford Coppola podcast. podcast. Just let you know. Yeah. One day he will invite us to his vineyard to drink wine, eat cheese, and discuss. Or we just break in. I don't know. Go to jail. Or we just know. show up to the uh, to the free tour and then we're like, we just try jumping the fence. And then after Marco gets tased, we'll tell him about the <laughs> podcast. In the throat. No, 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 no. He knows us. He fucking knows us. Mr. Coppola. We're the podcast for you. I'm, I'm dressed up as George Lucas. No, you say it's me. It's your friend, George. You know, I'm just trying to add special effects to the tour. <laughs> Let's get into some trivia, though. So uh, we're just going to go back and forth on this one. I know uh, a lot of, I think a lot of you guys like this. So Coppola's next film, The Conversation, further cemented his position as one of the most talented auteurs of Hollywood. The movie was partly influenced by Michelangelo Antonioni's Blow Up and generated much interest when news leaked that the film utilized the very same surveillance and wiretapping equipment that members of the Nixon administration used to spy on political opponents prior to the Watergate scandal. Coppola insisted that this was purely coincidental, as the script for the conversation was completed in the mid-1960s before the election of Richard Nixon, and the spying equipment used in the film was developed through research and use of technical advisors and not by newspaper stories about the Watergate break-in. However, the audience interpreted the film as a reaction to both the Watergate scandal and its fallout. The movie was a critical success, and Coppola won his first Palme d'Or at the 1974 Cannes Film Festival. So moving into it now, let's do our review of The Conversation. Tell you something about Harry Call. The best bar none. I'll drink to that. The best what? The best bugger on the West Coast. Look, did you see him? The man with the hearing aid. He's following us all around. Three people were murdered. Uh, had nothing to do with me. I mean, I just turned in the tapes. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. I've been involved in some work that I think. They could be used to stand it. hurt these two young people. No, we're responsible. I, I'm not responsible. How'd you get this phone number? We prepare a full dossier and everyone. It's terrific. <laughs> the bugger got fucked. Eh? 
All right, so switching things up a little bit here. The conversation came out in 1974. It's sitting at a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the synopsis of the movie is, a paranoid secretive surveillance expert has a crisis of conscience when he suspects that the couple he is spying on will be murdered. Again, you know, we're continuing the Francis Ford Coppola corner, so this is directed by the great Francis Ford Coppola, also written by him, and the release date is on April 7th. Wow, we're just a few days ahead of that. Look at that. We were recording oh, wow. on the 25th. Creepy. And now you know a little bit. Of, now you know a little bit about us. <laughs> yeah. Now you can determine the date off when this uh, drops, right? Right. Exactly. So this stars Gene Hackman as Harry Call, John Cazale as Stan, Alan Garfield as William P. Bernie Morin, Cindy Williams as Anne, Harrison Ford as Martin Stett, Michael Higgins as Paul, and Robert Duvall as the director. So, again, we always start with, you know, what history we have with the film and if we've seen it before. So, I think I'll start with good old Nabil on this one. Uh, Do you have any history with this? Have you seen it before? I have not seen a film. It's actually something I've always wanted to watch, but just never got around to. And um, it's mostly because it's it's an old spy thriller and I'm, I'm as you guys know, a big fan of spy films. It's always been on my list of films to watch. Taylor, so I was gonna say. All right, so what about you, James? Any history with the movie? I know uh, you being a student of film, you've probably come across this movie. Yeah, this is my third time seeing this one. So I took a sound class or a film uh, class in sound where we looked at like a lot of these scenes too specifically because the sound uh, editing and mixing back. Was is quite um, well known for this movie too. So, yeah, I've seen it a few times. Uh, what about you? This is my first time seeing the movie. I've actually heard of it because you are actually the person that told me about this movie, and I will explain why later. But um, yeah, my first time, just like Nabil, went in blind. Have no no prior history with this movie. Yeah, so. In a few sentences, let's uh, let's go over what we thought about this film. The Bill, what what did you think about this? What 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 stood out for you? This was, I don't I don't know if it was like the beginning of like the more modern ish spy film, at least the spy films that came through kind of the seventies and eighties. Um, but it definitely felt like a precursor to something. It had elements of film noir in it because you're trying to solve a mystery and you didn't really know mm-hmm. who's if you know if gene hackman's character harry was really a good guy or a bad guy in the scenario you, you had some kind of empathy for him also getting played all around and know who he could trust because he was very paranoid but at the same time you know the the quote the villain of the film you don't really know you know who's right or wrong in it either you know and there's a twist at the end which you know i love a good twist what that, a twist <laughs> that really kind of leaves everything a bit more ambiguous like who's really the bad guy here who's really the good guy and i just really loved i loved that the, there was a lot of tension in the film you know in the 70s there a lot of films don't have a lot of music um, in, in the background either it's all just very quiet and they James mentioned a little bit about the sound and the mixing. They they do a really good job of honing into certain sounds, the feel of the film. You know, just when you're listening to the audio recordings, 
and how they're playing back and you can you can see gene hackman's physical reaction to what he's listening to and what he's worried about mm-hmm. and his paranoia um and there's so many kind of quiet intense moments that you it doesn't feel awkward that i really i really kind of en- just enjoy the way that uh francis ford coppola was was really portraying the feelings of uh harry and what he was going through how he was feeling throughout this film without even having to say much of anything right no yeah he's did an excellent job with that yeah Nabil, I feel like I should be snapping my fingers as you're talking because I don't know with those glasses and that shirt, you just look like a poet. So <laughs> he <laughs> looks like fucking Harry Kyle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking dressed up as Gene Hackman. <laughs> Sticking oh, with the theme, you know. So, in, so in short, you liked it then. I did. I did enjoy. Right it. Right on. So, yeah. Uh, what about you, James? Uh, what did you think about the movie? Has Gene Hackman been in his forties forever? I just right. He just looked old. Right? <laughs> like, this is nineteen seventy four. He's like forty two. I was like, dude, when the fuck did Gene Hackman get famous? <laughs> like around this time, like French Connection. Like, god damn, this must have been it, right? He's one of those late bloomers, right? I'm assuming. He's already spoiled some grays too. I mean, he's got as much hair as some of us on this pod, dude. <laughs> I mean, for his age, technically, I have less hair than he did at his age. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm actually not a big fan of this movie. I'm going to be completely fucking honest. I have always fallen asleep in that first hour of the movie, and third time's a charm happened again this time around. I don't like <laughs> Wow. It is the slowest fucking buildup I've ever watched to a movie. Like, I know I'm supposed to really like this movie and all this stuff, but it just doesn't, that first half doesn't work for me. It's really the last 25 minutes that I really like, uh, from the twist to kind of just the whole paranoia. I really like a lot of the mm-hmm. scenes and like there's even like a fucking jump scare near the end like what the fuck this movie's getting wild James, that's pretty much like the last 15 minutes bro yeah pretty much so <laughs> um, i agree with you though james because like the from the first part where they're doing where he's doing his recon work yeah. um and then that was fine and then there's a, a break in between then you go to the convention that in between it's i kind of really fell asleep on for a little bit it's it like there's not a lot happening it's going like I get yeah. it that we're setting up that Harry's like a loner and like he doesn't got a lot of friends. His girlfriend even is kind of like a stranger to him in a way. But and I mean, don't get me wrong. It does a good job of building up like uh, he's got extreme paranoia mm-hmm. because of all the things that happen. And the whole point of the convention and even going to the party is to show that like um, someone's always watching. Right. Kind of the theme yeah. like they keep saying, too. And it's like someone plays a joke on him. And he takes it the wrong way because, you know, Harry's supposed to be like one of the best people on top of his game. And um it just doesn't like somebody shows him up and he's just like, fuck you and your fucking pen, you know? So it's like, throws um, a fucking tantrum and shit. Yeah. It's played kind of thing. Yeah. It's like somebody comes to your place and just like, I'm better than you actually. And it's like, he's working on this thing and it's like, you see him getting eaten alive. Like he's having, there's like a, he's even a dream sequence in this fucking movie. Mm. And he's like thinking about his life and um, like, it's just, like he's overthinking it a lot, you know, and it, and and at the end, it's like it's and truthfully, it's a good twist though, in my opinion. So we can talk yeah. about that at the end, but yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. A few sentences. I'll, what about you, Marco? I actually I like the movie, man. I yeah, it's a it's a bit slow. I I agree with you there. Like the beginning is a little slow. It's a lot of build up. It's a lot of exposition and trying to get to know Harry and who he is because kind of like what Nabil was saying, you don't really know like is he a bad guy? Who's he working for? And 
you realize he sits kind of like in the gray area, really. He's, he's just doing a job until uh, events unfold and, you know, he's he's realizing that the people he got hired to spy on, you know, he starts to you know feel bad for because of uh, previous jobs that he's worked on. And so he has to choose yeah. a side now. Um, and I kind of like that. I, I like the the different uh camera styles that that Coppola messed with like the the point of view shots at the beginning from from each angle that they're that they're trying to spy on this couple on I thought that was very different and it felt kind of modern for the the era of the film the the whole uh tech aspect of it too I mean it's dwarfed by today's standards but it was pretty high tech you know for for that era oh, trying to get all that you know, different recording material to to uh, to try to capture, you know, you know a secret conversation. Uh, all that stuff really kind of, like, piqued my interest. Um, I was going to say what this uh, movie connected to, and, and it reminded me a lot of Enemy of the State. And I know, like, some people have said this is, like, Enemy of the State has been, like, a spiritual sort of sequel to this movie, in a way. And I got, because I, I went with that in mind, it helped me enjoy the movie a little bit more, despite it being slow at the beginning. And of course, like the, the twist is great, you know, him being like, uh, tricked into, you know, or, you know, conned into giving up like the recording, like towards the end, I thought was pretty cool. And, uh, what, what events unfolded after that, when he thinks, you know, someone died, but it wasn't them, it was someone else. Uh, all that really captured my attention. But uh, overall, I, I felt like it was a it was a good thriller. I thought I was going to be bored because of the slow beginning, but overall, I was really interested in, into the character of Harry and just ha- the life, the type of life he lives. And I'm like, man, I could I could never do that. Fuck no, dude. Like, I understand like being private and secretive, but it was fucking too much, man. Like he he left the, like his one side chick that he was seeing just because <laughs> she started. To ask, she wanted to get to fucking know him, and he's so fucking paranoid. And he leaves, you know. And then just the sad conversation he had with the with the girl that that tricked him and, and stole the freaking tape from him, like that that conversation of would you like a guy that you never really got to know and shit. I'm like, man, that's just that's just fucking rough. But um, that that kind of added to me like in the movie as well. So yeah, overall I liked it. Well, we. We got into some stuff about what we liked and a little bit of, of what we didn't like. Is, is there anything else, Nabil, that, that kind of stood out? Is there anything else you didn't like? I know you agreed a little bit with James as far as like the, the slow parts of it, and I did too. But anything else that kind of stood out for you? I think I think that was kind of the biggest part of me. Was just, there was a bit of a lull in there. I got a little confused when um, Stan, his uh, assistant, like was they were arguing the scene before and then like two or two scenes before and then suddenly he shows up at the convention and he literally is like got another job and i'm like wait so he really did quit i thought it was just like he was upset for the day kind of thing so that seemed a little weird uh of just a transition and then having him i guess come back to work with him so yeah from a plot standpoint i guess that w- i just didn't follow along i guess sort of i suppose abrupt. Yeah, it just seemed all very rough. But otherwise, I, I, there was, it's a film with purpose. There's not a lot going on here. It's just his, it's a really big buildup on his paranoia. And you can see as he continues to go through it. Um, I mean, I guess to an extent, rightfully so, uh, his his suspicions come, come true. Maybe not the way he expected, but in some way it, it came true. But the buildup of his paranoia and just being a loner, they really kind of honed, honed in on that throughout the film. And it just, you know, kind of came to a big climax uh, at the end. Yeah, it really kind of did make you paranoid a little bit 
to a point you're like, oh man, it's kind of make me sweat a little bit. But yeah, yeah, I agree there. Well, what about you, James? Anything else that kind of stood out? Anything else that you didn't like? Kinda, maybe it, something that you did like that they're so like uh, casual with, like yeah, then everyone died afterwards. They're like talking about events and stuff, where like it leads to deaths and shit. And he's like, it's just part of the job. I'm like, Jesus Christ, right? Or just um, when they're um, when they're kind of like freaking talking, you know, talking shit and saying, "Well, I'm responsible for doing this." Yeah, that one guy saying, "Like, I'm not saying I, you know, elected the president, but you know." Right. I'm like, fucking chill out, bro. I was just saying that I feel like that they're, you know, they kind of see themselves as just kind of the uh, instrument to get there, but they didn't actually. They're not actually making those decisions. They're just really tasked with the job to find a solution, kind of thing. So they, they try not to yeah. harm. Yeah, they're trying not to harbor any kind of ill. They try to remove themselves that from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I but, we kind of touched on this before we recorded, yeah. but I, I liked the the fact that it took place in San Francisco in the Bay Area yeah. and yeah. how it just kind of made me reminded me of the times when you know some of us worked out there in Moscone Center and got a nice view of the city and all the skyscrapers around and stuff. And it's kind know, of just funny the, how those underground areas haven't changed much, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. damn, this still looks the same from fucking. 50 years ago or whatever at this point. Down, down to the sounds of the city or the sounds that the uh, the electric buses make. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, they still make that same fucking sound. It's crazy. Yeah, no, there's a, he's in trolley cars at one point and there's a um, you see an old version of Union Square and it's like, we've been to Union Square so many times so I'm like, oh, that's... Right. Cool. That's where like the initial recordings coming off of, so. Yeah. Alright. So, uh, what are our thoughts on the end here, Nabil? What did, what did you think of uh, the end? I know you were saying you, you enjoyed the twist, but you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Anything else that you really liked about that? Uh, yeah, you know, so, of course, this, this film is, you know, over 40 years old, so I apologize in advance if, if it feels like it's a spoiler for you. But, um, <laughs> essentially... We're spoiling it, baby. Yeah, we're letting you know. No, so, essentially, the big twist is that... Um, the director, which is played by Robert Duvall, um, is the person who he had to hand over the tapes to, uh, Harry Call, but it ends up finding out, that he, he thinks he's going to kill the people that are on the tape, but finds out that mm-hmm. it's actually the opposite. Um, I think it's Anne is the one who, which I think is either his wife or his daughter, I assume it's just kind of his girlfriend or wife or something, ends up killing him, uh, Robert Duvall's character, and that's kind of the big twist. And I thought, for a film that's in, especially in the 70s, that was a very original twist because you don't even get a lot of that now, you know? It, right. It's it's just a different kind of setting of saying that, you know, you're, you're thinking that the people that are in here are the victims that you're recording, but they're really not. It's, uh, it's the person who's being recorded. It was a ploy the whole time, and they had this planned out, and they were setting him up knowing yeah. that they, they were being followed. Uh, that was... Not only was it an interesting plot twist but the way it was executed because even near the end up until the very very end of the reveal like the last scene you still were it was assuming that the director was the one who killed ended up killing somebody or something happened to them and you couldn't tell like james was saying this like a dream sequence you couldn't really tell what happened as harry goes into the room and is investigating like he flushes the toilet and suddenly blood kind of comes out of the toilet thinking that things are flushed up. You don't really know if that really happened it's or not. It's a freaky scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it seems like it did. So yeah, it's and, some trippy stuff. And they, they, they do, they sort of clue you very subtly, like in the middle of the movie when Harry's reviewing the tapes and you hear him kind of hear it 
from a different point of view. Right. Context and, now is and, different. Yeah, the, the context, you're like, oh, he's just trying to solve the mystery, but it, it, it really clicks when you when the twist happens and you realize Anne killed the director or Anne and her lover killed the director and, and you're like, Oh, okay. Now I see why he, you know, why they put that scene in there of him hearing it from different points of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, James? What did you think of the twist about Anne and her lover killing the director? I think that's like the best, like I said, I think that's the best thing in the movie. Truth be told, man, uh, it's so weird. She's, she's Laurie too, by the way, from American graffiti. If anybody's ever seen that. So it's strange. Oh, seeing shit, her, that is her. Like, kill someone at the end like oh my god she's such an innocent person <laughs> it's it's really well done i love that scene where like the bloody hand hits the wall and like that's like the jump scare mm. you're like oh shit man like, yeah what's going on like and then he's just freaking out and like nabil said you're not quite sure if it's like the paranoia has finally overtaken him in a way to be like oh shit i'm losing my mind or like is this happening and then then they do like the classic like then he's like repeating the words back in his head of what he's hearing and then like the plot unfolds I, I think it's actually really well done um even up until the point i love the scene where he finds out like his apartment is bugged you know harrison ford calls yeah. him up and tells him about yeah. flying the falcon or some shit i don't i don't remember but uh he just tells him <laughs> well, this is my first mate chewbacca, chewbacca. so uh well, you and see, then, the thing is that they met in the, the cantina you know there before that they were they were fr- he saved his life it's a life debt and there's him tearing up the entire apartment. That is such a good scene, too. And he's just there sitting his playing his fucking Dude, he goes ham on that shit. Dude, he tears up the entire place because it's just like he's I'm like, I've been bugged. there. I've been faded as fuck doing that shit. I, I feel <laughs> yeah. it. Fuck, I ripped <laughs> Fuck, he's all looking around. I ripped up the fucking floor. Fuck. He's like, fuck, not again. But yeah, right, I, yeah. I, I agree, James. They they did a, they did a good job with that. I liked it, too. I, uh, for me, like the scare was when he flushed the toilet and, you know, the... the the napkins are coming out. The hell of blood's coming out. It was kind of like it almost reminded me for some reason of The Shining. It does, yeah, with the uh, elevator. Yeah. Right? yeah, and it was, and again, like you guys were saying, be, because he started, you know, dreaming and he started really like getting paranoid. You're not really sure is, is he imagining this shit or is it really happening? And then you come to find out that no, you know, there really was a body that got killed there, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't Anne and her lover. It was it was the director and. Uh, it, it worked because they, they did so well with trying to um, hide the big reveal and, and even making the director look so so menacing with his goon, Martin Stett, played by Harrison Ford. I think that uh, they did a good job at setting that up down to uh, Martin following Paul around and just saying, oh, I'm just looking for you. You know, nothing wrong with that. I'm like, sure, buddy. Okay. Know exactly where I'm at. I, I, I forgot how many other people. I always remember Gene Hackman's in here. But then, like we said, John Cazale's in here, and he's, you know, he unfortunately dies a few years after this movie comes out, too. And it's like, he didn't yeah. do a lot of movies. Um, right. Cindy Williams, like I just said, is also going to be, in, her and Harrison Ford are both going to be about to be uh, in American Graffiti. And then um, Robert Duvall, I'm just like, damn, like, we're, at this just point, we're seeing some trends, at least, with yeah. Coppola, and is like, he's like, I have a group of people I like to use, you know? It's kind of cool. Yeah. And fucking how menacing was Harrison Ford as as just like some freaking button guy or, you know, some goon. I, th- I think he did a really good job because he's always he playing did, a good yeah, guy. And yeah. You I never agree. really see him play a bad guy. And I think he pulled it off pretty good, man. He's wearing so. a really nice cardigan at one point. I was like, oh, oh yeah. He's got some nice suits going on there. Oh, yeah. Nice. Totally. He's smooth really as nice. fuck, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, Harrison. God damn it. So. Uh, thoughts on Coppola's uh, at, at this stage of his career? Like, what, what did you guys think of that in the bill? 
you know, I think at this point he's he's a uh, he has a vision of his films. Whereas you know everything before the Godfather, he was still experimenting. Trying, like you talked about trying to find his signature. Yeah. Um, and then when the Godfather came out, he was really able to to craft a, the perfect film. You know that he wanted to to put the screen. And this film to me is just, uh, you know, it's a different genre again that he's doing, but at the same time, it's, this doesn't feel as experimental. Maybe the plot is, you know, that the subject matter is a bit more experimental, especially considering that this came out around the time right after Watergate. So, right. you know, I'm sure a lot of people, as a, uh, we kind of talked about at the beginning of the, uh, the trivia, it, was a, a uh, accredited as being something that was a direct influence to Watergate when I don't think Francis Ford Coppola actually was was doing that was his intention, but I say that all to be that his film this film is very much uh, a film with a plan. He had an intention of his shots. He was very specific to the sound. He was very specific to the feel of the film. He knew yeah. what he wanted to get out of it and was able to execute on it versus trying to see what would work, what wouldn't work throughout the movie itself. So you didn't, you didn't feel like everything was, uh, you didn't feel like anything was out of place. Everything right. felt deliberate. And I think that's just a, a testament to Coppola really feeling himself as a, as a director now feeling comfortable with portraying what it is he wants uh, the viewer to see yeah now bill i'm gonna need you to repeat that but i, I forgot my snaps while you're talking hold on <laughs> uh, I need, like, uh, we got to really do this whole segment no <laughs> no yeah I, I agree with uh with with what you said man um uh, J- james uh what about you what are your thoughts of coppola and uh, being at this stage of his career yeah i mean as much as i don't enjoy this as much as you guys did but um he does it really good I mean, it, th- this is like a, a, a low-budget short f- movie that he filmed in between the two Godfather movies. Wild. Which is, like, fucking nuts. Like, he just was like, I'm going to do this in between these two epic-ass movies. So it's like, you know, the hat's off to him. Yeah, like, and, 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 oh. <clears throat> yeah, like he was saying, he, you can tell he's far more comfortable with what he was doing. You, you get that, uh, that Coppola style. He's really good at... Uh, exposition with characters and and make them look and feel natural in an environment down to the conversations he does that in the godfather he did that in this and you you really start to to realize why like a director like francis ford coppola in these days complains about you know all the sci-fi and comic book movies that are coming out and stuff and like man these guys they, they really did make films you know they they brought these you know fictional characters to life and made them feel like real you know flesh and blood characters that could live in our world and stuff and yeah agree. uh he he definitely proves that with this film so yeah so any other thoughts guys before we move on to our to our rating of the film anything um, else you want to add i, I didn't want to kind of go on to the point with uh what james had touched on a little bit what the very end of the film uh which is what kind of makes me feel a lot more that this is is almost like a film noir is because it doesn't really end on a good note, right? No, somebody gets murdered, yeah. but yeah. also he's still very paranoid, right? He's, he's kind of discovered the truth and, but he's being warned by Martin Stett and tell, by telling that we can hear you. And he literally tears up his apartment from through the floorboards to try to figure out how they, how they bugged him and he can't figure it out. And that I think is um, a very telling 
portrayal of Harry Call of of his intense paranoia and still being bested somehow and not feeling secured where he's at and and just enhancing the feel right. of like being alone and and not trusting anybody and it, it kind of just ends like that seeing him alone in his apartment with it just tore up you know it's, all a, it's a solid representation of how his life is going to be like he he says in the middle of the movie when he's talking to to his downstairs neighbor that he doesn't have too many personal things and that's kind of how his life is he doesn't have too many personal friends down to where now that he knows he's being bugged and that he's being watched he's going to be even more reclusive and more alone and empty just like his place is now and and just kind of like torn out from the inside out so yeah i, I agree Bill. i like, like that too i like uh the only key please you fucking bitch <laughs> the, the most passive aggressive way of telling yeah, I don't her really give uh, a stay fuck out of my place dropping shit out for me but how <laughs> please, please leave me alone yeah well that being said bitch. let's go into our rating of the film the bill what do you rate this movie out of five stars <clears throat> i rate this a uh, four and a half stars oh wow interesting okay four and a half i'll, I'll fucks with it i'll fucks with it james what about you what do you rate the movie? Giving this one a three out of five. My That's more ones? fair than I, I thought you would. Especially no, after falling still, asleep three times. I mean, one day I'll, fir- I'll see that first 40 <laughs> minutes of the movie, man. I know it. But I literally it's seen gonna... this shit three times. So. <laughs> I um, right smack dab in the middle. I'll give it four stars. I think nice. that uh, for, for, the, for the time, I think it's a solid thriller. Obviously, you know, it loses a little bit of points because it's kind of slow at the beginning and I can see, you know, some people like a good friend James falling asleep. But yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. It's it's one that I would uh, definitely rewatch again. All right, guys. So let's move on now to our main review of The Northman. Now, behold. He's here. King, my lady. The king. Your fate is set and you cannot escape it. How oh, I've missed you, my son. One day this kingdom will be yours. Thank you, father. My king. So, The Northman is currently sitting with a 89% Rotten Tomato score. It's from visionary director Robert Eggers comes The Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. This is directed by Robert Eggers, who also directed The Witch back in 2015 and The Lighthouse in 2019. This is written by Sion, who did Lamb in 2021, um, and also written by Robert Eggers. This released only in theaters currently, April 22nd, so you have to go watch it now if you haven't, starring Alexander Skarsgård as Amleth, Nicole Kidman as Queen Gudrun, 
Clay's Bang as Fjolnir the Brotherless, Ethan Hawke as King Arvindil, Anya Taylor-Joy as Olga of the Birch Forest, Gustav Linth as Thorir, Elliot Rose as Gunnar, Willem Dafoe as Hamer the Fool, and Bjork as Cirrus. Good job, Bill. You got it all through the names. Not too bad, right? Proud of you, dude. <laughs> just proud of you again. I just like, you know what? These are a little tough. Here you the go. Bill's growing. He's going to fly to the nest soon. He's pronouncing them words real good. <laughs> he's, he's still not Nubian. Well, George, chill, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I know you were asking me a question there, Bill. Uh, what were your thoughts of uh, Robert Eggers' uh, last, well, I guess his first two full feature length films? Well, for The Lighthouse, Marco and I did do a solo one on that back in 2019. <laughs> just to let you guys know. I do want yeah. to bring that up. because uh, that you We did. do With have an fever. episode on it. This ain't our first yes. Robert Eggers fucking uh, podcast. This is our second one, technically. So, <clears throat> The Witch. I remember when I saw The Witch in theaters, it was marketed as a much different movie. Yes, it does. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to say you saw it with me. Yeah, we went to go see it together. And I think we were pretty disappointed that first time. I was like, what the fuck is this, right? It wasn't uh, what we expected at all. Like Robert Eggers is really into like um like authenticity. Like they speak in an old fucking English like um northeastern like dialect that was like lost for so long or some shit and they're just I was like this is fucking wild. Um and I've seen it like two or three times now though and I've warmed up a bit more to it cuz I know what to expect. I think that's what made me enjoy the lighthouse a bit more. I saw the lighthouse me and Marco um, drove all the way to the city to go see this originally because it was like limited release, and yep. um, it, it the lighthouse in retrospect is such a fucking wild movie with uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. And it's yeah. really just those two the whole time, and there's a lot of questionability. And then even in that one, fucking Robert Eggers filmed it in like a aspect ratio that's long lost to Hollywood too. So he just keeps <laughs> doing shit like this. He's you um, know changing it up. I remember they're like it's presented in this weird format, and then we saw it, and I was like, "Oh, I see what he means." Okay, this is weird. Um, I'll, I'll say this much: I've warmed up to them a lot more. I'm not the biggest fans of those two movies, but um, I mean, they're, they're unique in their own ways, and I think I, I do have some respect for Robert Eggers for doing something different from a lot of people. I guess too, mm-hmm. he's he's very he's into this like northeastern like Boston off the fucking coast kind of style. Oh, well, he's from, sense. isn't he from New Hampshire? He, he's or from he's... that area, yeah. So he he does a lot of those like, hey, this is like, this is like a, these are two horror films that happened back then. They're they're unique. So, I mean, but once again, yeah. check out that podcast that me and Marco did. <laughs> I was do. on vacation somewhere. It's a, it's a fun one. It's a fun <laughs> one. I'm just, only, I'm just letting you guys know, okay? So, so tell us about that fever, Marco. Marco what said was, he was uh, in the movie at one point. That? He said, yeah, dude, it fucking felt like I was like surrounded by Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. I was like, Every fuck, time what am they I doing farted, here? Marco looked around and he's like, hey, you got to stop doing that, bro. I was like, dude, that's the movie. <laughs> he's like, what? No, was he like, was like, bro, that was you. I was like, oh, shit. And then I was like, Marco, you shit yourself. And he's like, not again. Fuck. Uh, I, so I had gotten my flu shot and uh, I uh, usually I take some ibuprofen like after I have my flu shot. I didn't have any, so... I had like a bad fever. Like I was fucking sweating. They had the AC blast in that in that place, and I was cold, fucking yeah. sweat. Yeah. I was sweating. Like James, like it's I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, 
But uh, I, I did not have fun like the first half of that movie. I was like, oh my god, this fucking movie. And the horn that they blow during that movie <laughs> so times, just made yeah. it worse. I was like, oh, dude, I, I told James, I don't think I'm going to make it, bro. Uh, but I toughed it out. <laughs> I think I think the theater had leather seats. So that, and luckily that helped. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was fucking you terrible. You went to the Metreon to watch this film yeah, too. We did. Yeah, so it was it was limited. Poor Dude, Mark, I, then, I was like, we wanted we because we it was one of those times. I know this this isn't detracted adds to it where like we would announce the next movie and we tried in like always our hardest to go try to find that fucking movie even if it was far. Yep. Nowadays we're a little lazier about it. I'm like, eh, it comes out next week. Like we'll find find something else. Um, but then I remember because me and Marco were just going to do it ourselves anyway. So we were like, fuck it. Do you want to just go? And Marco was like, I'm down. I was like, all right. Let's go. Yeah, I made it happen, baby. We sat like uh, near yeah, the fucking worth front, it. I remember. So. Not <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember, James. I was like, I was uh, like sweating bullets kinda, the whole time. I was like, <laughs> I was like fuck. fuck. We're kind of close to the screen. I almost so. took my shirt off. I was like, ah, am I going to get kicked out for this? Anyway, different times. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-COVID, it was the before time. The, the, the before time, COVID. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no right. Like, Marco well, they, like that makes a difference. Patient zero. Patient bro. zero. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did not like the movie at first, uh, and then I rewatched it again with uh, my brother and, and my nieces, and um, I fucking loved it, dude. I was like, oh shit, you know what? This is actually a pretty good movie. I, I actually really enjoy it now for. Um, for what Robert Eggers was trying to present, and I, I like the attention to detail. Like James was saying, he's he's really good at um, uh, immersing your 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 audience, his audience, into that world because people speak with the dialect of those times, and yeah. you know it's it's weird at first, but you realize it's all you know part of the story and what he's trying to say. The witch, uh, I'm not a fan of the witch, unfortunately. Um, I think visually it looks good. Uh, the acting is is fine, but it just I'm not interested in the story, man. I'm just like I don't give a shit, dude. Like I don't know, something about it just didn't really didn't I don't know, just didn't appeal to me. So, um, yeah. So far, I only really like the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel kind of the same the lighthouse well i'll say this for the witch i didn't like it the first time as much like james said i did watch it again and i appreciated it more um i think for what the film was and especially with it being a period piece kind of it was uh it, it became more entertaining watching it the second time and the lighthouse kind of similar i was i had the flu when i was watching it so oh, it was, uh, it was a little watch? trippy yeah. <laughs> i was a wow. little trippy when I started watching it, but yeah, um, it was very memorable and enjoyable. And I think even like with this film, like the the stories feel very original. The the films are very unique. They they bring something different to not just you know from a film perspective, but for a viewer's perspective. You you think you're kind of treading some general same trope that you see in any film, and then it's it's you see it and it's done differently. It may be the same premise as some other film that you might have seen, but for some reason it feels different. It's it's it just is uh, it feels even more authentic to me to an extent. So, um, well, it's, I, it's I not quite enjoy. like the witches of Dathomir, but it's, exactly. it's, close, it's close enough. <laughs> 
And that's that's what I think though is like the his style of directing <laughs> is kind of something that is that is also not not seen very often. You know, it's it's not too artsy. It's not too independent of a film uh, where you see like a, a, a one of those A twenty four films, which it can be out way out there to an extent, but also is very well done. But it's also well enough to be mainstream to an extent and have some mass appeal, you know? So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just different how his film style is and what his, his subject like, matter is. Um, and I've enjoyed that. He's often like compared to like Ari Aster and like Jordan Peele right now. Like all three of them are yeah. Like killing it. Yeah. yeah. Ari Aster. Mm. So they're kind of like the new face of like horror slash like general author kind of stuff, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice to see. Yeah. Very Coppola like with the zoetrope stuff. You guys, <laughs> right, right? Look how we link that shit back, guys. You like that? Well, you know, <laughs> they all work together. Part, part of that too, you know, just the new Hollywood with Frank and then Star know, Wars came. The Star Wars, I uh, just <laughs> the Star Wars came out, and you know, should have never sold it. The, the Witches of Dathomir came after, you know. Okay, so James, what did you think about <laughs> this film? Well. I, I ate Five Guys with Mikey right before this movie. So you also felt like you had the flu before you started So I ate a burger, it. I had some fries, I uh, even had a lot of food, and then I came into the theater and I told Mikey, I said, hey, Tell me I, don't, more. I don't actually want to get popcorn because I've eaten a lot, but then I was like, mm, but maybe I want some candy. So I got the Airhead gummies, right? And I got a water because I, you know, I'm getting over cold. That's why I haven't been talking as much today. It all makes sense so far. Um, Thirty minutes of the movie, guy has his shirt off again. I just put the candy <laughs> back in my pocket. I looked at Mikey and I just gave him the <laughs> like the the like cut to the throat move. Like I'm done. Like calling it quits. He's like, "What's wrong?" I said. <laughs> I need to work out or something. After this, I was like, I feel like a fat fuck. And he was like, <laughs> and he, Mikey responded to me with some really fucked up shit. And he said, he's like, don't lie to yourself. And then he went back to eating his food. And I looked back and I said, fuck, he's right. <laughs> I'm a fat piece of shit. So anyways, I like the movie. I just want to let you guys know. I just, Mikey just gets the body real. <laughs> the body images for me was just like, man, this is fucking wild. Um, Alexander really Skarsgård has abs on top of his abs. Okay, I mean, we know. That. I've He's seen Tarzan before. I was. I shouldn't yeah. have been shocked, but I still kept thinking, like, uh, <laughs> he probably hasn't eaten a carb in like a decade. I'm assuming. Like, I don't. I don't know how you do that. You know, he seems like such a nice guy too. I watched a lot he of. He does. He seems like a really nice guy. And he was executive producer on this too, so he had a lot of word. Uh, just as a heads up to anybody that thinks they even said that like. Although Vikings were probably pretty built guys, there's no way there's anybody looking like that. They even said it. They said that's just we did that for no. That's just that's just his natural body shape. He's looked like that since I've seen him in True Blood. Okay, so he's been he's always been ripped. It's him here. His brother's Very fucking true. it. You know the clown, yeah. and it's just like God. Some good looking guys, man. Uh, regardless, though, I actually really enjoy this. I think this is probably Robert Eggers' most approachable film for anybody. Um, although at times, I mean. It it is it is based on the Viking uh, story that inspired Hamlet, actually, right? I believe. Yes. Um, which in, you know inspired fucking the Lion King. So there's a very you know father getting killed, uh, mother marrying the uncle, coming back. It's the same fucking story, but they mix in a lot of Norse mythology, which I don't know if you guys have known or not, but I'm half Swedish, so I probably have a bloodline that probably goes back to. <laughs> Viking days, and I was like, okay, well, we were a little brutal. So 
I don't know. It, ever since I've been a kid, it's always interested me too. So I know a lot about the Norse mythology of it all, and it just worked for me. It's beautifully shot. Um, I can see why it wouldn't work for people. Don't get me wrong. Just like a lot of Robert Edgar films, it's a long film too. Pacing wise, I know it's off for people, but for me, not too just, long though. I felt like it wasn't too long. See, for me, I didn't think so either. It, it worked for me. Like I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I know I'm talking okay. too long at this point. It, no. it just. <laughs> It literally it was like, shut the fuck up. It reminded <laughs> me of like an RPG, man. Like like a role-playing game. Huh. Like okay. a, It's a hero's journey, obviously, but I mean, it's it, like, yeah. the way it's set up. I don't know. It just fucking clicked for me. That, that's all. I'm just saying. He, he, had to, he had to spend 20 years leveling up, getting the full strength. Basically. To, so, Marco, what were your thoughts on the film? I'll start with the good. I liked the, the action. It uh, was... It was pretty good when it happened. The sheer gore and violence was like at a brave heart level, man. Like Eggers really pushed like the the level of violence that he put in the movie. And uh, I was all about that. I was like, damn, I haven't seen this much violence in a fucking movie in a while. You know, and the authenticity of it, too. Like, you know, you see you see guts spill. You see like limbs fly off and shit. And. It, it feels and looks like real. He really like spared no expense there. Is it weird that I didn't think it was overly gory though? Like it, obviously there was gore, but I didn't feel like it was too excess. If that makes any sense. It's just, it yeah, felt yeah, like I wouldn't say it excessive, fun. but yeah, your probably because it looked more fucking real, you know, it wasn't like super CGI. I mean, obviously it was, but it, it I mean, it was hidden pretty well. I mean, at one point he really good. people's, bodies up and makes them into the shape of a horse dude yeah that didn't that like just, i don't know i didn't like yeah strike a thing with you Nabil? like no damn you got fucking a lot weird of, nabil you, you, you got you, a lot of hate behind man. those eyes you got a lot you, of darkness you talk about eyes. some shows and tv shows like it's too gory i'm like dude, yeah, this nabil, is fucking nabil, gory nabil, like, when somebody weird. gets stabbed with a knife for fuck's sake and the dude ties up people with their intestines in this movie and that didn't like no you really didn't it didn't feel like it was overly gory he fucking left a dude hanging above an a, a, a hogtied Bjork, you know, just with his fucking junk cut off and shit, and just fucking sliced no, up. That you didn't think that, that was fucking gory? That that wasn't Bjork, by the way. Bjork's only in that one scene where she's like, her. They took my eyes or whatever. That's her. Yeah, she's too famous to be showing she's up for more than one day. I couldn't tell which one was her, honestly. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I liked the cinematography. I thought that was good. Uh, some of the scenes looked pretty epic which is cool so, so I, what didn't you like dude the fucking story just didn't do it for me man like i know it's an inspiration for hamlet and i appreciate i like that aspect of it too the fact that it inspired hamlet and so many other Wait, properties you, you didn't know. like the plot of it i mean it's i feel like it's a pretty straightforward plot from any film right it's you know just a, kind of a, a it's, revenge it's film. not the it's not the premise itself it's how it's told it's it's okay. the pacing of it there's a lot of lull in the middle where i'm just like i was fucking struggling with this movie in the middle, I was like, oh my fucking God. Some of the ritual scenes and 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 stuff kind of last too long, which I get. You know, he's trying to show the authenticity of it. And yeah. he really likes to get down to the detail. But I was just like, man, can we can we fast forward this shit? Like, I get it. All right. They're dancing, they're singing. I'm like, all right. I don't need that much, bro. Just need a little bit. Just a little bit. Slow me down here. And I felt that that took away a lot from the pacing of the movie and, and kind of just kind of took me out. Um, Anya so Taylor Joy like, is fucking annoying. I'll say no. it, man. 
she's just in fucking too much right now, man. She's just oversaturated, you know, like it, it's annoying. Like I see her in everything, like everything, like TV shows, movies and everything. I'm like, chill, dude. Like she, I think she's talented, but I think, I think sometimes she overdoes it. It's like, dude, I get it. You're acting. All right, chill. Like I, there's some actors that just for some reason, like they, they overdo it a little too much, like past the, like past a certain point and it just feels like forced and sometimes like she comes across that way like i've just i don't know for some reason like it just doesn't feel like natural you know and she comes across that way sometimes where i'm just like it okay you're acting it takes it's taking me out of it so um i didn't get that i don't know man the, off that tell you the truth the movie <sighs> Yeah, the the movie the, the love story also was just kind of like all right, it was kind of shoehorned in there. I'm like, can we explore a little bit more? It's just like one minute they just meet, the next minute it's like you know they're fucking, and then it's like we're in love. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, short life me? Spans, man. You gotta you gotta get it in where you can get it. Sometimes yeah, love happens that quickly. Uh-huh. You, take, you see Anakin and Padme when they fell down. That's when they fell in love. I'm like, did George write this scene? Anyway, so so uh, let me just ask you. Because it sounds, it sounds like you've had a few key quarrels here with the movie, but specifically, you you weren't a fan of the Norse mythology. It sounds like you like seeing the rituals, or was it just you felt like those scenes were lingering too much that they didn't? He, he you really wanted him just to touch on it, not to go into too much depth. I guess I was expecting a different type of movie, but I shouldn't have known it was you know Robert Eggers and seeing yeah. some of his other movies. But yeah, you know, it, it looked kind of more. I, I also went in without looking at a trailer. So, um, just looking at images and stuff, it looked like it was going to be more like a straightforward movie. And I'm like, oh, he's going to do more like a straightforward, you know, you know, period piece action movie. But it wasn't that it not just that. But, yeah, I feel like, you know, we touch on Norse mythology a lot. I mean, there's an entire show called Vikings, which is sometimes used in classrooms to actually teach about, you know, Norse mythology. I took a history class and we actually use examples of that show to it's actually pretty pretty accurate to a certain extent like it's not like 100 percent, but some of the things they do was like accurate like we used like some certain examples but yeah i just feel like you know it's you know there's norse mythology everywhere we have a fucking superhero named thor i mean fuck's sake it's so, just everywhere so and i just feel like it's of, just been oversaturated you were getting into this with the mindset of like a viking brave heart and you kind of came out with it as more of a uh, a lesser deflated version of uh, the Viking show. Yeah, with a story that's been done, you know, over and over again. Given this is like the main one that in- helped inspire those stories. <laughs> I mean, but- yeah, but I mean, it's based off of Hamlet f- from our perspective. So I mean, yeah, you're not going to get too much originality. And I don't think the plot was. I don't think the plot itself was made to be seen as original. I think it was more the fact that it's the setting of it right and then the portrayal of it being in as as at, to his perspective at least as accurate as he could to any nordic mythology bro there's a point in the movie where i i was like oh, okay cool it's coming to an end i'm like oh shit no we have a whole other fucking sequence left to go i was clock watching i was like oh my god please <laughs> uh, just see, that sucks man just yeah. kill, kill each other I, uh, given given i will say this yeah. i did not like you know the lighthouse when i first watched it and it could yeah. be that maybe on a second watch, I'll probably give this, you know, a bit of more slack. But so far, based off like my initial viewing of it, I, it's just like 
I don't know, not my cup of tea. Maybe uh, upon a second viewing, I'll think differently. I'll probably have to, you know, sit on it for a while. And I know, you know, Robert Egger movies are like that so far. So maybe on a yeah. second viewing, I'll think, I'll think differently. But so far, on my first viewing, just I, I'm not really thinking about rewatching it anytime soon. I probably will eventually, but not anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. And it's just like opposites. Like when I watched this, I immediately wanted to watch it again. But I mean, that's why we're all different. Right on. No, like, yeah. Uh, it, he's a solid director don't get me yeah. wrong man like it, he i man, also thought he, it was gonna be more direct too though marco but like it but no it's full of magic and mysticism and all this shit so like i was like okay maybe that's what it surprised me i was like fuck like there's a sword I, he has yeah. that can't even open in the daylight like for fuck's sake until it's ready for him to face his i final think battle. those things there's i didn't expect james i think i, I expected <clears throat> to be a little bit more grounded and mm, like gotcha. those types of things kind of probably like took me out of it I need, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to start yeah. watching trailers, Marco. I need you to start watching trailers. No, I feel like the trailers were a bit deceptive, though, James, even for this. Cause There's a Valkyrie it, it flying really in the like... fucking trailer to build. What the fuck are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, I mean... What do, uh, we, didn't, we didn't ask you. What did you think? Yeah. Before we go any further. I, I mean, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was... I thought I liked the, the story. I felt like it was a bit original. The plot wasn't, but... The, the Nordic mythology was more than what I was, ex- it was more what I was expecting um, to see, mostly because it's what I've learned in school before. The the mysticism, the the rituals, the, I mean, even the pillaging that they did, it all, and the, it all seemed to be more in line with what I was expecting. That's, that's more reality. Um, also, just the acting i i enjoyed seeing alexander skarsgård really kind of be, portray himself as a really strong lead character because i felt like the last big film we saw him in which was tarzan didn't get as much credit for a film that i kind of enjoyed at the time I agree. um and see, seeing him in here and really being able to let out like the animalistic side of himself i guess to an extent was really enjoyable just to see him go crazy with the role and but not not too too much where it felt like I, I was uh, feeling alienated to the character, like unbelievable. I wasn't expecting much out of Anya Taylor Joy in this film, um, but I thought she was fine. You know, I didn't think she was like the best part of it or anything like that. But I, I, I didn't hate her role in it. I thought she was good in the movie for for what she was presenting. I I really like Nicole Kidman in this film, especially it's near the end where there was a reveal, which we'll get into spoilers about. Um, I thought, she, especially when we got to that point of it, I really felt like that was uh, much more believable. And I, I thought that that was just a, an interesting take that made me feel, you know, I don't always connect with her as an actor, especially recently um, in some of her films. And I felt like this one, she really was really played the character to, to its fullness. So I enjoyed that. So I think from like that perspective, the characters to me were really well planned out. I felt connected to them. I, I understood their purpose on each side. And it kind of gave a duality, again, of who's really the good guy, who's really the bad guy, even though you're following the, quote, hero's journey. You know, who's in the right, who's in the wrong kind of situation. Um, and, yeah, I mean, even with Robert Eggers' previous two films, like, we were talking a little, James, you touched a little bit on the cinematography. Um, and so did you, Marco. And it's the visuals were great. I want to go to Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see, I want right. to see that land just off of what we were seeing there. I thought it was beautiful. And yeah, it's crazy. Um, they filmed it in Iceland too. It was, yeah. Really the, I mean, the imagery was so, so amazing just to see all that. And, um, 
the 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 shadow you know when he was operating at night with the scene of him looking at a house on fire like all those kind of i mean the ending fight scene was really intense like all these things were really enveloping and i felt like i was almost there to an extent just just uh just see that part of it so there's a lot of things that worked for me in this movie i i think the only thing that maybe didn't really work for me was that yeah there were some scenes that i agree marco that maybe got a little bit longer with the the rituals i don't think it was too drawn out i just felt like maybe you know hey let's let's move on to the next thing but i didn't also feel like i was i, I didn't feel any at any point of the film that it was out of pace i i was still enthralled so everything sometimes things lingered on a little bit too long but not to any point where i felt like i was getting bored it was more like what's gonna happen next so there's that um but so so we got kind of Marco's feeling on on what he was expecting out of the film from a myth, mythological standpoint, and and James, you touched that on a little bit as well. Do you think, James, that what was being presented from uh, kind of the Nordic gods and what what we were seeing over there did it? Do you feel like it actually aided the film, or do you think it was wasn't something that was uh, really needed, and we could have just you know done away with that because there was some some spiritualism some mysticism in there that we could take or leave as far as was it really real or was it you know science i think it added to it for me personally i mean i'm pretty familiar with norse mythology too i guess maybe people are yeah. not too familiar with it i mean i went on this bend back in middle school when i got into all this fucking nerdy shit you know this roman gods greek gods blah blah all this stuff you know it's so, history um, like I said, it, 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 it feels like a video game almost. Like that's what I liked about it, man. It's like a Zelda quest. Like people are coming along and aiding him on his quest, you know, and it's like but which is which is very reminiscent of like Greek mythology and the way that like the Iliad and the Odyssey are portrayed, you know. So that's why yeah. coming with it like a mindset with that I think helped. And like when I realized that's what was gonna happen. Like at one point he's he's talking like fucking Odin shit and I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck's going on here? So I mean, you know, it's just there's like crazy shit, man. Fucking Willem Defoe's head comes back to life. It's fucking creepy <laughs> he's just talking to his head he's like hey i'm like why is he brown um yeah just 20 years like you're right I, I think it helped it for me but um like you said they probably do touch on it a little bit too much especially if you're not into it i could i can see that like uh running down on people which i totally understand so yeah yeah uh were, were there any scenes for you marco that you felt like really stood out for you it was really memorable like I said, the the fighting scenes, I think it was really good. The pillaging, it's, I mean, they, he didn't hold back at all. I mean, he showed like how violent they could really get. And uh, the fighting scenes were good. Uh, the the ending battle, like you said, Nabil, I think was uh, it visually looked good. Uh, I mean, by that point, I was checked out. Um, I didn't really care about the characters. There's no character that really freaking I cared about. But uh, the visuals were good in in some scenes. Uh, you mentioned uh, Hamlet standing in front like uh, of a structure that's on fire and stuff. That that looked pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, the stuff with the uh, with the gods and stuff visually looked cool. But it just I don't know. It just took me out of the movie. For me, I was like, hey, we could do without this. But yeah, uh, just really just the fighting and <laughs> some of the visuals, man. That's no. about. It. Oh, the the performances too. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, I think. He did really great. I agree with you that he hasn't really been in the forefront as a leading actor. And uh, I've been a fan of him, too. I mean, I watched the first, what, three seasons of True Blood. You know, it kind of tanked after that. Got a little too weird for me. Yeah. <laughs> surprise. And uh, he did really good in that, too. He, he did. Yeah. Yeah. 
even though the movie was okay, he did pretty good in um, uh, uh, Godzilla as well too. Uh, yeah, Godzilla was in Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we were yeah, right there so, for the humans, obviously, as we talked about in our review. <laughs> But, but like he, for some reason, he's an he's an actor I've always wanted to see like more of, and like, I feel like he'd be like interesting, you know. And it's good I to agree. see that he's up in the forefront, and hopefully this kind of helps catapult his career a little bit more because the rest of his family is doing pretty good. So yeah. um, I feel like it's his turn as well too. Um, and I, I was trashing on Anya Taylor Joy, like you know, I do like her in some properties as well too. Like it's just like you know, chill out a little bit, you know. Like I think for me, I haven't. Obviously, I probably because I'm looking at her stuff and like I really liked her in Last Night in Soho, and that's the last movie I saw with her in. I haven't seen anything with her. See, like, that's, I, I didn't that's watch the Queen's Gambit or anything. It's like she's okay. Yeah, that, she was, I guess. Last Night in Soho is one that I'd probably like really want to watch for sure. And um, from what I've seen in the trailers, like she looks pretty good in that too. So yeah, that movie. Yeah. If, um, I'm surprised we didn't review that by the way. Last year, I know, right? That's a solid uh, Edgar Wright movie. So, just let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so James, from your perspective, I don't think we heard too much about it. But what really didn't work for you in this movie, what, or was there anything that didn't work for you in this film? It's a little long. I'll give it that much too. Um, yeah. there's a lot that it glosses over. I think if you don't know what the hell's going on, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Right? Like I'm just suddenly realizing, like, oh, like. I have to do this because of this. And it's like, I guess, you know, um, I'm telling you, man, I really liked it. So th- not a lot didn't work for me here. Like I said, I liked the, um, performances. I thought the cinematography was great. So it's like, you know, it's just, yeah. there's a lot of shit going on. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of naked guys too. A lot of naked. Guys. Hey, you know, they're not. As, I just saw Marco lick his lips right there. So fuck man. I'm, <laughs> One of my favorite parts. Th- there's a scene at the end where, I mean, as much as Marco was checked out, we've we've recreated that before, so I don't know what he's talking about. On top of a fucking... Those were in, pri- those were in private times. <laughs> Me and Marco just <laughs> stripped nude, just fighting with a sword and shit. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, inflatable swords, too. <laughs> it was mostly just a b- playful banter, if you guys know what I mean. Yeah. But, um, it's a good way to get the instead sweat of, out if you're getting over a instead of a Instead of a volcano, it was a fireplace. It was actually just downstairs <laughs> in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nabil? What didn't work? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I think, you know... Pacing-wise, you kind of said, right, too? A bit in the middle. Yeah, I mean, that's, that was really... It was just some of the pacing. Um, there wasn't really much else uh, that I felt that was too wrong with the film. I mean, the story wasn't as original either, so the plot wasn't the strongest. But, again, it is based off of Hamlet, which was based off of a kind of funny of that you just watched like so. the four and a half hour epic of that one too i know <laughs> it kind of tied in like, together this pretty well bullshit again he's like fuck <laughs> but hey i could understand them at least <laughs> yeah it, it half it was half the time too you're like thank god no intermission to this oh, one right goodness so sorry yeah, it was a long film no <laughs> it was a good film to watch um i will say though i i am looking forward to seeing this at home because the theater i saw it in i think it was I don't think they had enough lighting in there in the film. They, they probably had the brightness a little low because really hard to see <laughs> some really? scenes. It was like it was really yeah, dark, man. and I was like, "That can't be the film." It was way too dark. So I think Why that, is that projectionist. Yeah. So let's talk about the ratings of the films. I'm gonna start with you, Marco. How many stars do you give this? 
so far I like Robert Eggers, so I'm not going to trash this shit too much. But I'll give it three three stars, man. I think if if you're if this interests you, if you're a fan of his prior movies, this is probably for you, and uh, you should probably check it out. Uh, also, because the the cast, you know, the cast is pretty good. Uh, some of the performances are good, even though I was shitting on some of them. But um, it's it, it's visually striking, at least. Um, if you don't really care for you know a, a slow plot, you know, in the middle or anything, then uh, you know. Check it out if it's for you. All right. James, what, what about you? How many stars do you give this? I told you. I really like this one. I give it four and a half out of five stars. Oh, very nice. Um, and I've given this four stars. So Nice. I think uh, a pretty it's good It's a goddamn mix conversation all over again. Yeah. fucking backwards rating, you fucks. I know what you're oh, doing. Right. I know what you're <laughs> doing, Nabil. I know what you're fucking doing. I'm creating controversy. Son of a bitch. He's like, you know what? I was going to say three and a half, but now I got to four. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're about to jump into the spoiler section. But if you haven't seen the film yet, I mean, it's not going to be too much of a reveal for you if you know the story of Hamlet. Um, but if you want to watch it for yourself, and we highly recommend for the most part that you do, um, you can skip a little forward, listen to our outro. We'll tell you what, uh, how to get in contact with us and what we'll be watching next. Otherwise, stick around for just a moment and we'll get into spoilers. Okay, so uh, the big spoiler section, or the big spoiler reveal, I should say, um, is basically Amleth discovers that his mother was actually part of the plot to kill his father. Um, I just thought fact, of something too. She's a catalyst. I just yeah. want to ask you real quick: Is ha- Amleth a play on the word Hamlet? It's actually yeah. Well, Hamlet. Is a play on the word Amleth. Okay, sorry, that's what it I actually meant. was. The oh, original story. I just yeah. realized that. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. But yeah, she is the catalyst. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Then I mean, that's that's. In fact, uh, if I remember reading it correctly, um, Shakespeare had heard the story of mm. of this of Amleth basically, and this is this this was his premise of the whole film or the the whole play. Yeah, I saw I saw Shakespeare in love. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen Shakespeare in Love. I've been told about the film many Wait, times. I've what? never actually seen that. Yeah, I've never seen that film. With Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Yeah, and uh, uh, one of the Fines brothers. Was it Ray Fines? No, what's his name? The brother. I want to fight you so fucking bad right now. I don't <laughs> Something Fines. I just want to punch you right in the goddamn fucking. Look, how could you dress like a poet and not fucking? I've never yeah, seen the please, film. Please, thank you. It's because it's a Weinstein film, guys. Can't be watching that anymore. Well, Harry Cow, <laughs> relax. <laughs> Fuck. Or anything Miramax, basically. Yeah, nothing Miramax. We just watched all the screen movies, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> We're part of the problem. We're the problem. <laughs> Our ghost face love goddess boys. Call back to our first episode of 2022. GFK. Check out our episode. Check out our episode, boys. Check it out, guys. Yeah, I'm just self promoting. I promoted three fucking uh, episodes you of this fucking did. podcast. You like that shit? All right, go ahead. Nicole. So, well, James, what did you think about the uh, that twist? I liked it. I'm not gonna lie yeah. though. I did. I, does that happen in Hamlet, Bill? Sorry, you're a resident fucking Hamlet expert at this point. Was that also? Was she part of the plot? I forgot, man. No, she was not. She okay. was not actually a part so, of So, yeah, plot. it's wild. Nicole Kidman, it kind of makes you feel for, like, hey, maybe fucking 
Um, Fjolnir's not a bad guy then, right? Like he just I mean, did he what didn't had seem to be like done. he was. Yeah, they thought he was. His brother was a weak ruler, and and his um, brother actually but, wasn't that good of a guy. Actually, when they're like, no, yeah, he was a piece of not. shit. Like, I actually like that. Um, it got a little weird when she got a little uh, close to him there. I was like, yeah, which I feel like she was doing that as a distraction though to try to get. Him. Was it? <laughs> That's I what I, so. I was going for. Yeah. I was just like, okay, getting a little weird. Because then she does get a little wild after that. And then yep. he just starts like fucking, he just starts yoking and killing everybody after that. So I was like, what's going on here? So yeah, that was. He was like rage mode. Yeah, that was. I like the reveal. I'm gonna lie. I like, it worked for me. Yeah. It was just, like you said, I actually thought Nicole Kidman did a really good job here. I, I, I was shocked yeah. that she was still alive at the end. To tell you the truth, or the um, so, so leading up to it, I thought he was gonna go there and be like, "She's dead. She's been dead." Like, oh, okay. <laughs> because the way they set it up, she's like screaming, but then you find out she wasn't screaming. She was laughing, right? She was like, laughing. Oh well, yeah. this is kind of sadistic. So, yeah, that's all. What were your thoughts, Marco? Did you did you find that scene enjoyable at all, or that twi- reveal? Uh, I, I kind of called it. I kind of felt like she was in on it. I was like, she's got to be in on it. No, no fucking way. Because otherwise, how the fuck did they, you know, they knew exactly where he was when they killed him. I knew that was his brother, too, even before he took the mask. I'm like, it's his brother. You guys like his she Chewbacca also, fucking uh, armor, she, by the way? She's, she says, yeah. <laughs> don't don't get me started. Dude, so, it's literally she, like, I told Mikey, what's up with the Wookiee armor? <laughs> you say the Wookiees are from Kashyyyk. God damn it, James. <laughs> The tree, fo- the tree folk, the Rocher teeth, the, the Rocher trees. They're, close, the they're, close, they're very closely related to the Ewok. You know, they're kind of more like distant cousins. You know, one lives on the ground, one in the trees. You know, it's just, they come together and they defeat the Empire. It's in unison, cohesive. Is it happy life? Good story. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> they, she, she has a throwaway line towards the beginning where she's like, oh, is your brother going to grace us with his presence? For some reason, that line stuck with me, and I was like, oh, "Fuck, Shit. it's gonna be her." Marco knew. So, Marco knew. Yeah, so I saw. It. Yeah, <laughs> it 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 kind of. Uh, I don't want to say it, but it's Nabil would know. Kind of, it's it's sort of related to a certain TV show, also that's kind of inspired by Hamlet too, where it's almost kind of the same, where the mother's kind of involved in it, kind of sort of. Oh, anyway, you guys talking about so, the motorcycle club? maybe yeah. so so that it. that's I why it. i kind of called it and yeah it was fucking weird where she full-blown like french kisses her goddamn son i'm like hmm okay that's how they roll all right is it, it was back in the day it, fuck is it almost the whole like theater. though like nabil's saying though was it a distraction or like truthfully her son she wanted to get him killed right so like he's a stranger to her yeah. anyways kind of i i right? yeah possibly but man that was fucking wild. The whole theater was like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, same, because, same here. Yeah, Trust me that. Trust me yeah. That. I right. I saw it coming too. I was, was like, quiet. "She's getting a little too close there." I was like, "What god. century are they in?" Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yep, that's how they roll back then. Nabil watching so, the theater where the uh, Daredevil guy saw himself in the theater. No one clapped. <laughs> 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 Fuck man. <laughs> but uh, I, e- e- even though. I really didn't care for any characters. I still wanted Amlet to just fucking murk everybody. I was like, just fucking kill them all, dude. Just get this over with. Dude, the cur- credits roll. Come on. I was laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know shit. what? You to, to, to quote my to quote my good my good pal Jack Napier from Batman eighty nine. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> I was fucking rooting. I was like, fuck, <laughs> finally kill them all, dude. That's what you're here for. Let's get this fucking show on the road. Come on. So yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care. He killed the kid or the mom. I was like, "Fuck, dude." 
I mean, uh, I thought it was pretty impressive. He got he struck the kid in one strike and he's like done. <laughs> I was like, uh, hey, the bill. The kid looked undernourished. He almost got knocked out by a. <laughs> I don't want to say probably did him. A, the other a, guy was. Yeah, I'm sorry, James. Go ahead. Like a football, it kind of looked kind of touched. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, but <laughs> he got a, was a little baby knife stabbing him he's, in the back. He's like, Whoosh. yeah. I mean, but, I mean, he probably did him a favor, man. That's yeah. that's true. He got knocked just out. Was, like running at him, so. Think about it though. If he kills the mom, he kills the dad. You know that kid is not going to survive in this fucking world. No. no fucking way. He did him a favor, man. I don't know, Just man. Look. Wasn't he like the same age when his parents died? And he came back looking like fucking Wolverine. So, yeah. <laughs> I do. I think I, if he came back fucking stronger than Wolverine, he was fucking yoked. Dude, why isn't like, he in damn. a Marvel film at this point? Like, God, he's got the body for it. He maybe he should have been Morbius. Maybe he's going to be Mister Fantastic. <laughs> Oh shit! Actually, yeah, he's been in a vampire show already, right? Yeah, he wouldn't have walked around setting the crutches to Bill. <laughs> I can't piss. He would, dude. He'd be so authentic. He's just like, I'm pissing right now. Well, right here, he's just, like, he's just pissing. He's just pissing just right there. Walking around, I'm in the song. <laughs> Jared Little. Uh, one more big scene in the film, which we kind of touched on, Marco, was the uh, big fight scene at the end. Which um, I feel like has some uh, resemblances to a certain Star Wars film. See the, at, the final at the Mustafar. Gates of Hell. <laughs> what are you talking about was Scar, Scar fought fucking Simba. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I thought about that too. Really so, naked, know. by the way. It was hot, man. He's in the middle of a volcano. What did you expect? Got to take off your clothes. For real. They're just fighting. They they did wear stuff underneath. Just that was digitally added their um, extensions. I guess. Just like, he had you know, to check that he was like... For, it, it, it was for... Robert Eggers said Alex, it was for um, safety purposes. They didn't do just, really fighting names. Uh, so your search <laughs> history says Alex Gander, Skarsgård, and Oh yeah, look at my Google one penis? from my behind the scenes, oh, bro. Sure. It, <laughs> if you look at my search history now, it looks like a... I gotta delete this. I gotta go settings, safari, <laughs> clear history, and cache, if you know what I mean, boys. <laughs> it's just full fucking full wipe. <laughs> delete passwords yeah go for it I don't give a shit I'm in too deep boys uh, what did you think about that scene uh, I liked Marco? it though uh, sorry I was you? just jumping no. in sorry to Bill no go for it man I, I liked it, go for it, was, it. It, it was epic it was um, I kept looking at the feet I was like are they gonna touch the lava so it was just shit like that like wow. um, I liked it it was cool it was just once again it's not like the most epic scene I like the cinematography more uh, Troopy told Yeah, the one. shots are really good for that. Yeah, so I like to, uh, and you just you don't really see too much of the detail in them. It's more of their shadows, and you kind of like. The yeah, I mean, all I saw was shadows all the time. Oh yeah, Nabil, dark, Nabil but... just saw two. He, Nabil just heard sounds. He's like, "What's happening, man? Is this how this is filmed, or this is kind of wild?" He's like, uh, "Robert Eggers is wild." He's like, "I can't believe he shot a whole action scene in black, like darkness, like." Am I supposed to? Is, he, he yelled out to put up the brightness. Put up the brightness in contrast. Fuck. Uh, yeah, it worked for me. So, and then the inevitable like death scene was cool too. So. The death scene was pretty oh. dope. I have to give just the way he went out um, and how he it took out Fjolnir as well. It was just that was that was a pretty good, cool way to die. To be honest, damn, we got beheaded, dude. Yeah. Or decapitated. Decapitated, sorry. Decapitated straight up. What about you, Marco? Any any thoughts on the scene? After seeing some of the epic fights earlier in the movie and how fucking wild they were, it was kind of like lackluster for me. 
to be honest. Um, at that point, tired. I just, when you hear the heavy breathing, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be over at that point. I was like, all right. I know he's going to die. I knew he was going to die, too, obviously. I was like, mm. as soon as he said goodbye to the chick and he found out he was she was pregnant, I was like... Oh, and then deal. he swam a fucking four miles back to the oh shore? Oh, my God. A man can yeah. swim. He did it twice. Getting onto the boat, getting off the boat, just like... I was like, that could never work. And then I saw Alexander Skarsgård body, body again. I was like, never mind. I guess he can burn me. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, Got the body of Michael they, Phelps. Dude, he, man, he was just straight like muscle. He has abs in places I didn't think abs could exist. And you saw James, he's got the fucking shoulder, the neck I muscles know. that uh, Tom Hardy had. I was like, I don't even know how he did it. I you know, know the he bill. business. I saw it. It's my wallpaper on my goddamn phone right now. You idiot. <laughs> what do you think of wow. right now? The full nude one, too. Stop. Hey, get those fucking eyes away from me, Marco. I know you can't see my eyes right now. Stop <laughs> staring at me. You son of a bitch. I see you fucking judging me. Wait till I show up. Only fucking 40 pounds overweight. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then you boys are going to be like, damn, did you maybe lose a little bit of weight, you fat fuck? And I'll be like, I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I read that uh, uh, every... Uh, or every main character in the movie got a gift from uh, from Robert Eggers from the movie oh, really? set, <clears throat> and uh, Alexander Skarsgård got the freaking bloody thong he was wearing during that fucking fight scene. <laughs> it's framed. Yeah, that's fucking Willem, Willem Dafoe got a longboat, like an actual oh, longboat. Cool. They and, actually uh, built that shit like authentically too, like the shields. Yeah. Too. Fucking crazy. Yeah, and Willem Dafoe sleeps in it now. Not in his house. Probably. Seems like a weird dude. <laughs> On top of that, he, always, he wears the Green Goblin fucking suit around town. Just normal. But in the, visually, it looked good. You know, did it remind me of fucking Mustafar? Fucking yeah. Fuck yeah, it reminded me of Mustafar. You know, it's like, this is where Anakin gets burned. Actually, he was. Do I randomly shut put up, on we don't need George, we don't need George right now. and just see that scene? Like, oh, yeah. just oh, I'm going to shut him up. Hold on. We, who did the fucking muffling his voice. Nabil, what did you think of that in the final scene leading in out of it, basically, to the end? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, James. It wasn't uh, the most epic of fights, and I mean, I, though I do think that, uh, unlike Marco, I think that it, it was a, a, a fun fight scene to see. Um, just, just talking about the floppies, the, the action sequence. You. Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> you. I know what you're talking about. But, Sick but the, uh, but visually, was great. Just you know, that whole idea of being inside a volcano and. The, you could see the heat in the screen. You can see all you see really are just bursts of red from the, from the lava being thrown all around. And then again, like that that epic ending where he ends up, uh, like you said, decapitating Fjolnir. It's so and hard also, not to make like, a Star Wars reference to it, though. Yeah, I mean, it really does feel like that almost, right? <laughs> I can't think of Bill was about to like, be like, and then when he screams out, I have the high ground and all this shit. I was like, I don't think that was part of the movie, Nabil. I mean, it's basically that except for they both die. That's what You it is, were the so. chosen one! I loved you, Anakin. I was um, expecting somebody to fall into the lava and just start fucking, you know, burning catching up, on fire. catching on fire. Yeah, I like just the Valkyrie shot too. I, I don't know why that Valkyrie shot is. I liked it a lot. I yeah, she was it was wearing pretty braces at first, and then I was like, I'm a fucking. Wasn't idiot. it? It looked like to me too. I was like, is that no, a retainer? What's going on? They looked it up, and apparently, um, some Vikings etched symbols into their teeth. Oh damn! Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I I did enjoy enjoy that. Uh, I was happy to see that um, the the 
because I was wondering when that prophecy is going to come true. They were like, the, you know, he'll win in a, a river of on fire or something like that. And I'm like, when is he going to fucking fight somebody on fire? Like, when like, are they going to pour here. the oil into the river then? What's exactly. Gonna I, was thinking, I thought it was going to be when his son, his eldest son died and they were going to do the Viking funeral and shoot an arrow into the water. Once and again, where he was, was his, the father was completely nude again. He's sick. <laughs> he was. Dude, Nabil, dude, Mikey next to me, he tore his clothes off. And I was like, Mikey, hey. not yet, not yet. A lot of ass shots. That's all I'm saying. A lot of ass shots. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of slapping against the thighs, if you know what I mean, boys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Marco just winked at me. Sick fuck. Shh. Not just that. I blew a kiss. Just let it happen. He actually just Shh. did. He almost did blow me. <laughs> <laughs> this one like this. Mm. Big kiss, little kiss, boys. Uh, anything else, guys? All right. Let's wrap this one up. That was great. Nabil, thank you. Thanks for putting up with us today. I just want to tell you that because Nabil, he's not actually the oldest one here, but I always feel like he's the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most mature, probably. I just you. can't do voices very well. Every time Nabil said a voice, I'm like, hey, why does, uh, I don't know, why does the Jamaican bobsled team sound Indian? Yeah, Something like that. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So. Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> hey, that's weird. He's like, yeah, I've seen cool ratings. I'm like, not that version. So, <laughs> anyways, that's a special edition. Thanks, guys, for uh, holding up the pod today because it's my voice. Even though near the end here, I'm just been coughing and muting myself because I've been laughing too much. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. F- uh, feedback, response, reviews. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us, please. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or the Twitters at Movie Pals Pod. If you listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or now on Amazon Music, smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. Please keep sharing us, liking us, keep commenting. We appreciate all the recent love we've gotten on our uh, last episode. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you for giving us a shot. Hopefully you stay with us to the long run. We're not always this wild. Actually, that's a lie. Yes, we are. So, yeah, <laughs> gets wild with us, baby. <laughs> we didn't even have wine today. Like it's like we're getting wild no, again. no. We've been having, having sober nights. Wine. Yeah, look at that. Just well, a good that time might change general. for episode one hundred twenty-four for our next one. We're actually going to be doing that one in person, by the way. Um, yep. Nabil will be down here visiting, and um, so if you're a stalker or anything, now you know where to reach us. So to kill all three of us all at once. <laughs> from the dead he says there can be only one <laughs> I shot him for up. good They're so gone. our next one though like I said we will be doing it in person it should be actually pretty fun have not done that in a long time by the way it's been it's been three years damn the before time yeah, yeah. probably about. right yeah jeez anyways yep, uh right. like you guys know we're a slave to all this shit so we're gonna be doing another marvel film coming up for the next one <laughs> episode 124 we we'll be doing doctor strange in the multiverse of madness so uh mm-hmm. until then this is james and marco and nabil have a great one